0: that was completely dominated by the Democrats. And we swept our statewide elections in 2021. We flipped our house. And now's our chance to finish the work, to hold our house, flip our Senate, and really get Virginia in overdrive. You know, on the ballot, Sean, are really clear choices. A choice between low taxes or tax and spend. A choice between empowering parents or letting the teachers, unions, and bureaucrats raise your children. A choice between backing the blue or allowing them to continue to demean and demoralize law enforcement and finally Sean a choice between running a state with a real purpose that we understand we work for for Virginians as opposed to telling them what to do all the time with mandates. I think Virginians done great. I mean, listen Sean, we we started out bottom third in the nation when I came in in job growth and over the last 20 months we've risen to third in the nation and in- you'd think that Glenn Youngkin is running for president. But what is he doing? Encouraging the people of Virginia To vote early in the legislative elections. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Ah, voting early. You mean utilize the tactics that the political left used in order to get victory and use those tactics to try and achieve the same levels of victory. Huh. I wonder where we've heard that before. That is correct. That is correct. It was right here. They vote early, you vote early. They ballot harvest, you ballot harvest. They cure ballots, you cure ballots. But Tony, the fix is in. You'll never win. Well, you figure out what you're going to do about that with your screaming and yelling and posturing and doing absolutely nothing. I'm going to try and be proactive. We'll see. Uh, Gosh, I hope I'm right. Last thing in the world I want is for you to be right. Maybe you are. But since you don't have a plan, you just want to moan and kvetch and leave messages for me and lose your skull and do nothing I'm, I'm gonna push this go about winning then make the election safe after you win doesn't matter how they scream and yell and cry it doesn't matter doesn't matter remember when biden loses this election let's say he loses the election let's say biden loses the political left will tell you how it was a stolen election, a rigged election, and fraud, they'll sue everywhere. They will sue. There will be so many lawsuits, you won't know which end is up. But remember, they're also much better at being proactive. Never forget that the RNC... The Republican National Committee, led by Rona McDaniel, who is somehow still in charge and backed by Donald Trump. Trump has done good things and he has done bad things, but, man, he has lousy, lousy taste and help. They allowed themselves to get played in 2020. They got beat in multiple states. They were not proactive enough. And you say, well, they couldn't make a claim until something was wrong. They didn't even know how to maneuver. No studying, no research. Nothing. They got beat. They didn't see that mail-in voting was going to be a problem. They had no one actually studying the issues. Okay, here we are now. Issue studied. (laughs) Now, there could be more issues. I don't spend every day looking at elections across the country and election laws and what's happening. But if the RNC isn't, well, then they're not serious. They ballot harvest, you ballot harvest. They ballot cure, you ballot cure. This is what has to happen. If they vote early, you vote early. Do you want to win or not? Good on Glenn Youngkin. Not running for president, but I wouldn't leave his name out of anything just yet. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Those of you playing the home game, mortgage rates are closer to 10% than they are to 5%. You've got 30-year fixed rates at 7.5. Nope, 7.51. You have nearly a 300-point basis spread. 300 basis point spread, or really 3% between where the 10-year treasury is and where mortgage rates are. But everything's fine. By the way, the 10-year treasury is now at 4.515. I mean, we should track it by the second. Just see how insane things are going to get. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning, uh, if you want some good news, uh, West Texas Intermediate crude is down to eighty-eight dollars a barrel, and Brent crude's at ninety-two. See, everything's fine. I only bring it up as a way of showing how much the administration lies about this uh, economy. The desperation in their in their comments. It was uh, Yellen. Where was she? Uh, Janet Yellen, she's the Treasury Secretary. You've seen pictures. This is her last week. Look, we still have a good, healthy labor market.
1: Consumer spending remains quite robust. We've seen strong industrial production. Um, I don't see any signs that uh, the economy is um, at risk of a downturn.
0: Okay, keep telling us that everything is just wonderful and beautiful and great. The 10-year bond, the 10-year treasury, is a 4.515. The six-month, 5.56. It's inverted, but sure, sure, everything's great. Joe Biden is super old. But wait, Tony, you just said everything was great. Well, this is true. Joe Biden is old. It is a lie that everything is great. But his whole place sucks. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, don't get yourself totally crazy. But Joe Biden is a very old man. And America has noticed. America is fully aware that Joe Biden is old And Joe Biden is incapable. The data shows it. The polling shows it. Now, if you say to me, Tony, you don't believe polls, you're right. I never believe just one poll. I'm waiting to see what happens in Iowa. But the Democratic Party is now going to somehow not pay attention to the fact that Joe Biden is getting his Ass kicked by Trump by haley, by other not going to notice this come now, come now, of course they are of course they are well, there's a series of stories that have been um Coming out regarding Biden repeating stories uh, about slips and gaffes that biden has has been engaged in, things you and I know, things you and I have uh, seen repeatedly, things that are just downright well. And two of the great artists of our time
1: representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, By the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's...
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, Joe Biden actually referred to LL Cool J, never mind getting his name wrong, as... um, The president referred to LL Cool J as, boy. Oh, Lord. You know, it would be something if it wasn't the first time. No, wait, hold on. It would be something if it was the first time because it wasn't the first time. He's done this before. A comment that I'm here to tell you that if you said, if Trump said, if any Republican said, their career would be over. Now, you understand that the terminology he utilizes, which is uh, absolutely viewed, and I would argue properly as insulting, is a vestige of... Joe Biden's age I would argue for all the things about Joe Biden I don't know if he actually means something when he says it but I'm not about to get into the guy's mind because he can't figure out not to say it anymore and why because he is so old because he is unaware because he is uncapable He simply cannot do the job. I wonder if this is his latest gaffe right here. There we go.
1: So today I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PGPI, anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going to, I'm going to withstand
0: not doing that. Sure. Sure. He's he's healthy and sound, and we're all well taken care of by this guy being president. Can't deny what you cannot deny. And uh, the political left is desperate for you not to notice. But independents are noticing. Moderates are noticing. What's wrong with noticing? This is having an effect When you take a look at those polls, it is not whether or not I believe every single poll. I am a radio host and my guy's future is not on the line. I'm telling you exactly what I think as I see it based on my own history and based on the understanding, based on information I get. If you're the Democratic Party, how can you look at this stuff and not freak? The answer is you can't. You can't seriously. You cannot seriously. Trump is ahead of Joe Biden by nine points. Do I need to say that again? I'll, I'll say it again for the people in the cheap seats. Donald Trump in polling is ahead of Joe Biden by nine points. I didn't actually know which sound effect to play there, so I thought maybe I would just play. I don't don't know. It's just what I hit. That's insane. That is criminally insane. For indictment, Trump, who, by the way, has had some gaffes lately that will make you wonder about his age, up by nine? That's insane. How about noticing uh, that when you do those head-to-head polls from other places, Trump-Biden, it's um, 47-46. Trump-DeSantis, it's tied with biden 46 46 nikki haley beats biden by six points 49 to 43 is anyone going to notice that nikki haley's in this race yeah say what you will say what you will you're about to see it again wednesday is the debate night seven people in this debate are We're starting to get somewhere with maybe who a contender is outside of Trump. But don't deny that polling. And don't deny that Joe Biden is old and beatable and Democrats know it and some are scared out of their minds. Yeah, I think most of the media is quite hostile towards you. One of the ones that I think people are surprised that has been hostile towards you has been Fox, especially recently. Yeah. Um, Murdoch says he's out. What do you think? Well, I wish him luck.
1: Uh, we've done fine with Fox. We've done well with Fox over the years. Uh, Roger Ailes was a great guy and a friend of mine, somebody I respected a lot. He did a fantastic job. Uh, they pick their opponents. Perhaps it's they're globalists. Who knows why? Uh, we had the greatest economy in history. We had the strongest border in history. We cut taxes uh, greater than Ronald Reagan. You know, our tax cut was bigger than the Reagan tax cut, which was also very big. Uh, we had uh, we did things with regulations. That's why we had the best job numbers. Anyway, we had the best economy in history. Uh, but somehow, I ju- there's just an edge there. You know, if you look at the anchors, uh, you take a look at Sean Hannity. Uh, Laura's been great. They're, they've all been. I mean, they've been good, but there's an overhang that you just feel th- there's something missing. Do you think he does that make sense to you? It does.
0: But do you think he's going because he kind of went all in against you in this primary cycle? And I think he's kind of realized now that he's not going to win that battle. Do you think that's why he's kind of shuffling? himself?
1: Well, out? they put everything against the sanctimonious and he's no, he's not a talented person.
0: Now wait is is Trump saying that Rupert Murdoch is not a talented person or is he saying DeSantis is not a talented person? Tony Katz 93 WIBC good morning. I don't know if it if it really does any good on any level on any kind of interview uh to be as as a presidential candidate complaining about Fox. I I don't know. I, I don't know if it resonates. I don't know if it connects with new voters. With the base, I, I get. And I'm plenty of that base is still watching Fox. We should remember, Fox is not dead. But Fox certainly injured itself, and Fox certainly got injured. If you're going to tell me, yeah, we know that we shouldn't be reporting on this, but you're going to take hits. That CNN and MSNBC somehow act like holier than thou. Oh, we would never do such a thing. (sniffs) We see you. We see you every day in your ideology on display. We know it. But never forget when we go, when we talk about where, where Fox first got into, what are you doing? It was the reporting of Arizona in the 2020 election. I will say today I don't think Steyrwalt was right. Chris Steyrwalt, formerly a Fox, now I think he's with News Nation. He'll say he was right. In terms of that initial reporting, there were states that Trump clearly won. It took forever to announce. There were states that had questions, because it was tight. You can't argue that Arizona wasn't tight. And you called that immediately. That is odd stuff. I have argued numerous times that our problem is. We start calling states before all the states are in. I don't think that should be allowed. You would end these problems if you didn't start calling states until Hawaii closed. Now, if you say to me, well, Tony, Hawaii is hours later. By then, you know, there's no uh, drama. Hawaii would close, and then we'd announce who the winner is. First of all, fine. Don't need the drama. But what if, what if, and go with me here. What if election day wasn't a day based on time zone, but election day was a 24-hour period based on a set 24 hours throughout the 50 states? That way, all the polls closed at once, and then you could start tabulating and discussing results so you get your made-for-TV moment. You don't have East Coast states influencing West Coast states, or at least making the attempt to. I think it's a, a fine model. Would love to see it. But as for who Trump is calling untalented, uh, uh, he could be calling Rupert Murdoch and Ron DeSantis untalented, for all I know. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, this is the world we live in, this is 2023 people, I don't know what to tell you, Tony Katz, 93, WIVC, good morning, it's good to be with you, I thought this was um, the political right, my people, my people, trying to manipulate something to look bad, when it first came out, I was like, okay, this is conspiratory insanity. I believe nothing when it first comes out. I check, I double check, I recheck. That's what the rational mind does. The Canadian Parliament had itself a standing ovation for a guy named Yaroslav Hunka. He's 98 years old. As they described it, the Canadian Speaker of the House, Anthony Rota, leading the House of Commons in this standing ovation because he was a volunteer in the first Ukrainian division in World War II. Oh, Lord. I admit to you that I know very little about uh, Ukraine in the conversation of World War II. I do know that if I'm the Speaker of the House in Canada and I'm going to honor somebody, I'm going to do all the research I can on them. The 1st Ukrainian division, quote, was also known as the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS. I never know if it's the Galachina or the Galachina. And I could be pronouncing it wrong uh, in both cases. Uh, In either case, uh, this guy was a Nazi. There's no question. There is no doubt. There is no debate. This guy served with and fought for the Nazis. That's what happened. And in Canada, flanked by the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, they in Canada gave a standing ovation to a Nazi. Not 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 somebody then that representative Ocasio-Cortez is calling a Nazi, not, you know, the idea of of what the you know, the, the lefties running for school board uh, or city council and Fishers would do uh, their, their hate for Republicans. So complete. They're so politically radical. The lefties in and, and Fishers. My gosh, it's it is surreal. Uh and I don't think I don't think in Carmel they've been calling anybody on the political right uh Nazis. Uh, what they do is they condemn moms for liberty for a pretty bad quote, and then they use it for fundraising. It's it's its own level of weird. It's just different than Fisher's. Uh your town may be different as well. This happened. This is how Justin Trudeau apologized. Obviously, it's extremely upsetting that this happened. Uh, The Speaker
1: speaker has uh, acknowledged his mistake uh, and has apologized. Uh, But this is something that is deeply embarrassing to the Parliament of Canada and, by extension, to all Canadians. Uh, I think particularly of Jewish MPs and all members of the Jewish community across the country who are uh, celebrating uh, or commemorating Yom Kippur today. Uh, I think it's going to be really important that all of us Push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation, and continue our steadfast and unequivocal support for Ukraine, uh, as uh, we did last week with announcing uh, further measures to stand with Ukraine in uh,
0: Russia's illegal war against it. You could have said celebrating Yom Kippur. Nobody would give you a hard time for that, uh, Prime Minister. It would have been okay. But what the hell does this have to do with Russian propaganda? What does any of this have to do With Russian propaganda, why is that a thing? Nobody knows how to do any research. Nobody knows anything about history. Oh, it's supporting Ukraine, let's just do it. Do you even know what you're supporting? Do you? Are you aware? And now that you're giving a a round of applause to Nazis, you are allowing the Russians moral high ground by saying, listen, listen, listen. We're the ones who fought the Nazis. You forget world history. We were there with you fighting the Nazis because they were an allied power. We were there with you fighting the Nazis, and now you're applauding them. My gosh, this is disgusting. And it also allows Russia to say, you see, Ukraine lousy with Nazis. The damage done by Trudeau's parliament is pretty huge. It's pretty massive. But I think the best part is how the, the, the total lack of historical understanding, the lack of the willingness to do any research at all, to take five minutes. And this is because uh, for the political left, This is very true, I can I can debate this anywhere. They believe that the world started yesterday. History starts yesterday. Because they are not coming at things from a logical point of view, but an emotional point of view, it doesn't matter what the the, the past was, it matters what we do right now. That's why they are untethered to things like the Constitution. The Constitution's so old, we need to handle this now. Their emotions are the, the governing body, not a historical perspective. One cannot live like that. It is not a society that has any value. History matters. Ugly scene in
1: Canada.